Welcome to the KDB Review Podcast, and this is another episode of our Insight 2024 series of conversations with industry leaders. At a time when the economic outlook is uncertain at best, what lessons can we learn from 2023? And what are the educated guesses about what may happen in 2024? Where are the opportunities? Where are the pitfalls? And where will we be in a year's time? In this episode, we're talking to a hugely experienced guy who knows the kitchen sector inside out, and that's Dave Mayer, the commercial director of Reginox. He's seen it all come and go over the years, so his view of 2024 will be fascinating to hear. First... Yes, in this episode, we're hearing from kitchen sinks and tap specialist Reginox. With more than 39 years' experience in the kitchen market, Reginox knows what its consumers want and what professionals expect and anticipates their needs with innovative quality products. You can find out all about them at reginox.co.uk and that link is in the episode description. And here is Dave Mayer from Reginox. Hello, Dave. A very Merry Christmas to you. Hi, Andy. How are you? And a Merry Christmas to you too. I'm very, very well. Thank you. Thank you for sparing us a little bit of time. Now, let's wade straight into it here by starting with 2023, because the end of that is in sight. So let's start with your assessment of the year just gone. How would you sum up 2023, both for Reginox and the industry as a whole? Yeah, it's been an interesting year. And like you say, we had an alarming rate towards the end of the year. For Reginox's perspective, it's been a good year. It's been a stable year. We've achieved pretty much what we wanted to achieve. Uh, some challenges uh, in terms of personnel, which we are striving to overcome. But yeah, no real complaints for the year. I think for the industry, a challenging year also. We've seen a lot of changes, a lot of stresses and strains within the house builder sector, uh, with the government, change governments, uh, interest rates. So I think, like everybody, it's been challenging. But I think the industry as a whole is quite resilient. Uh, and started to bounce back and I, I see hopefully better things for next year Andy. It's funny 2023 is a year because I think it's the first proper year since Covid if that makes sense. The first year that hasn't had any lockdowns or any kind of disruption that's to do with Covid. The new normal that everyone was talking about has actually been experienced in 2023 and that's what's led to a lot of upheaval, a lot of uh, changes, a lot of things out of everyone's control. Yeah I, I agree I think it did feel like the first proper year since 2019 people's buying habits i think have reverted more to what they were pre-covid which is maybe less online and more back into bricks and mortar so yeah it's been interesting to see it come back and people i've spoken to within the industry and also outside of the industry have talked about comparing 2023 to 2019 first opportunity to have a like-for-like comparison because of the distortions in those covid years like i say with the disruption change of buying habits probably more disposable income because people weren't going on holiday or buying cars or whatever because they couldn't go out and use the, the, the disposable. So, yeah, it's been interesting to see a little bit of normality come back, but that's obviously been tempered by interest rates, cost of living increases. So, again, something else to distort it, I think. All right, let's look ahead to 2024. We're only a few weeks away. What's your big picture view then of how you think the year might play out? 2024, uh, I think it's going to be more of the same. No end in sight to the uh, increased interest rates. Uh, cost of living, I think, is still around, albeit it does seem to be easing a little bit. The hope that people have that little bit more disposable income, so the economy may be, I don't know if it flatlines, but it just brings a little bit more stability. People have a little bit more confidence to spend on kitchen, a bathroom, a bedroom, a home office. Might bring a small lift in, in business, but I still think it's going to be challenging. Uh, until we see that downward trend in interest rates, until we see more stable in inflation. But also next year, we've got undoubtedly an election. So there's going to be a degree of 
uncertainty, you know, a lot of arguments, political arguments, maybe undermining confidence. Well, confidence is a really interesting word, actually, isn't it, to go into 2024 with? Because, yes, there's lots of sort of big macroeconomic issues going on, and there's lots of awful, terrible things going on in the world as well at the same time. But for most people, I think the word crisis is kind of overused a little bit. There's, there's clearly a whole sector of society that though there is a crisis in terms of uh, cost of living. But for most people, it's just a bit annoying that they might have to go to Tesco's rather than Waitrose. So uh, how big a role do you think confidence plays in how successful the industry might be in 2024? I think 2024, it, it is about that confidence returning. Maybe change of government, you know, without getting into political discussion, it is what's needed. Maybe people feel like they need to see and feel a change. Uh, a different way of approaching the economy, uh, international affairs, the whole thing. The confidence, like I say, Andy, is such a pivotal point. And until that really returns with any great gusto, I think there's always going to be that sort of that drag on, on sales and drag on growth. But, you know, we're at Resident, we're optimistic that there are opportunities out there. You know, by working harder and a little bit smarter, you can exploit those opportunities. Let's delve into that a little bit about what your own plans and strategies are. Where do you think the opportunities are in 2024 for you? We've made a conscious effort and a conscious decision as a business to move not away from what we're currently doing. We've always been multi-channel, we've got multi-product offering, but we are being a little bit more decisive and focused on where we want to go next year. And a lot of that is going to be towards the, the contract sector. We are employing a dedicated contract team, which we've never done before, both internally and externally, to facilitate that move next year. We're going to keep what we do. We're going to do what we do and do it well. And again, just strive to be a little bit better than we've ever been before. Consolidate what we do, consolidate who we deal with. But we are now moving very proactively into the house builder, main contractor, subcontractor, developer side. I think whatever government comes in, silly, you listen to, to the Labour point of view that they're going to bulldoze through the planning applications and make that easier. There is a housing shortage. Those houses and those apartments have got to be built. So we see that as a, a definite growth area. Might be slow growth next year, but you know we're actively, very proactively moving into it. It's great to hear companies say that they have a strategy for doing what they do, but doing it better. I think it's always a really healthy view to have that, look, there's always ways to improve. There's always places that we can do things better no matter how successful we are. And that should be part of a, of a strategy. Absolutely. And, and I'm a big believer in consolidation that, you know, you keep what you've got, but you, you just try and get 1% more, 2% more. You try and be 1% better than your competitors. Uh, and that's what people remember. We're up against some big names, very established names in our own specific industry. But if we can be 1% better on service, on quality, then that's all the customer needs to hear, and we're better. And I'm a big believer in that. You know, we want to be the best at what we can be, but we want to have a focused strategy, which is dynamic. Um, it's the right sector to go into, at the same time as consolidating, keeping what we've got, but achieving to get a little bit more out of that, that side of the business as well. I don't believe we can stand still. I don't believe we can go slow and do. We've always got to be proactively moving forward and being creative. But what's great about that attitude is that it's infinitely scalable. So that could apply just as much to a, a husband and wife retail showroom as it could be to a big supplier. The attitude is the same. Yeah, absolutely. You've just got to be that little bit different or better or a bit more creative than your competitor. Like say if it's a you know, small family-owned retail studio, they've got to be that little bit better than Ren, who's the big kids on the block. And, and for us, the same. We've just got to be that little bit different, a little bit more creative. At the same time, that means we go to those small kitchen studios and say, we can give you an offering which is a little bit better, a little bit different, 
Therefore, your offering to your customer is a little bit different, a little bit better. Uh, you know, as an example, we look at hot water taps. You know, we say to house builders, not everybody offers hot water taps. So dare to be different. Here are all the benefits of hot water taps. Eco-friendly, space-saving, only use what you need. So Mr. House Builder, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Retail Outlet, put a hot water tap in. Just be that little bit different. And that blacks to everything we do, you know, across all materials and all lines. You've touched on it a little bit already, but I think it's worth exploring a bit more. As you say, one of the things we do know for certain next year is that there will be a general election. As someone who runs a business, as someone who employs lots of people, what do you want to see in those manifestos? What do you want them to be looking out for from a business point of view? As ever, Andy, it's always about low taxation, whether that's you know corporation tax, income tax. So just being you know friendly to business and business friendly, but also with an eye on the consumer. You know, just daring to be a little bit different, maybe on VAT, a little bit more long term, more pragmatic approach instead of short term fixes and gimmicks. You know, in the hope that somebody's going to buy into it and vote for them on the day, without an eye on a more sort of one or two or even three term government, which is going to benefit the country across all levels of society. Just a more pragmatic and creative approach. I'm in my sort of mid 50s, Andrew, and I'll look and think I've heard it all before, I've seen it all before. Um, and I just think it's time for somebody to be a little bit more daring. Unfortunately, in the political uh, atmosphere, it's always one on the centre ground, and the centre ground is safe, predictable, and dare I say, boring. So you've got to be radical. Radical doesn't always win elections, so very few people are. But equally, going back to what we said earlier on, I think a really good thing to put in a manifesto would be, we're just going to be a bit better. <laughs> we're just going to be a little bit better at this than we have been. Um, yeah. Do you know, Andrew, I think if somebody ran on a platform of we're going to be stable, we're going to be sensible, we're going to be pragmatic, and we're going to be fair... I think that'll tick a lot of bits, a lot of boxes for a lot of voters. But then obviously you've got to get into more detail and it's always down to we're going to spend this. That's great. Where are you going to get it from? I'm also a big believer that I think people are prepared and I think we've seen this recently to pay a little bit more tax. If you know that that tax is going to go to something like the NHS or care for the elderly, I don't think people are always obsessed with paying less tax. Don't mind paying a bit more if we know it's going to be targeted to the right sectors for the right reasons. Yeah, that's right. Well, let's round this. Let's see if we can sum all this up a bit, Dave. We'll round this up uh, in as simple way as we can. Yeah, I'm sure you're way into planning for 2024 already. Obviously, what is at the top of your list? What's the number one thing on your to-do list? Uh, to build a contract team, well, internally and externally, so we've got the right people, and we've interviewed and actually offered uh, an initial role to some, you know, some really talented people. That excites me. Uh, it excites the people here at Reginox. It excites. My bosses overseas, you know, who are, you know, backing what we're doing. That's our number one priority. But alongside that is a very sort of close number two priority to consolidate what we do. As we've said a lot, Andrew, just to be a little bit better. So the customers say, we like dealing with you. Service is good. Your product's good. Your people are nice. Just being a little bit better, the best of what we can be. But I want that from an individual's point of view and also from, from, from a business point of view. People are proud to work here and people are proud to deal with us. But the priority from a, a purely commercial business perspective is to build this contract sector. Uh, and that you know, involves marketing, which is specific to that, brochures, which is specific to that. Big investment and a big project for next year. We're very excited about it. But again, I think it's really interesting that number one priority on a list is people. Get the people right. And that, that again, that applies to any business. Uh, yeah. Do you know, Andy, I saw a guy at Easter 
who we've, we've offered a job to th- this month, basically. I just thought, you know what, we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. That means we take your time, we don't rush into it. We bring the right people, we've got a fantastic, well-thought-through strategic plan. There's no need to rush it. You know, time's always against you, but I'm not going to rush this. And we're in a position now where we're going into next year with some great ideas, well-thought-through, well-planned, and a fantastic nailed-down strategy. So we're going to do it, we're going to do it right, and we're going to do it right, we're going to succeed. But as we say, it's about people. People internally here from the warehouse to the office, external sales team, they know what we're doing, they understand what we're doing, we take them with us on the journey, Andy. Again, that's a lesson for everybody to take forward. Look, thank you so much, Dave, for your time. It's it's really, really interesting to get a little peek behind the curtain of, of your thinking here as we end one year and go into the next. So thank you for your time. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And you, and I'll see you sometime early next year. 